Now here's a word from one of our great sponsors, Ritter Krieg. You know about Ritter Krieg, Dave? I'm sure you do. Of course you do. They're a regular sponsor for our show and have been for a long time. Listen, folks, go over to RitterKrieg.com. If you play ASL, you what, should be going to... What do I find there at RitterKrieg.com? All kinds of stuff. Stuff from LeFranc Terrier, from Bounding Fire Productions, from MMP. All, all ASL stuff. All ASL stuff. Every, everything you would want. Go there. Check out the website. It's a great website. Great place to buy. But isn't it sometimes cost prohibitive to have this stuff shipped to your house? Well, this is the beauty of buying from Ritter Creek. You go to one site, you buy stuff. If it's inside the 48 United States, then it's free shipping. Wow. Go to RitterCreek.com today. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our world. It's a yeah, sad me. little world. Stuck in our basement with Frazetta paintings behind me. Very nice, Dave. I'm, I always look forward to the time of year when you change your wall art. You reminded me last time because that Frazetta's up there now. Yeah. And listeners at home, Google Frank Frazetta. Snow Giants or yeah. Frost Giants. Frost Giants. Frost Giants' daughter, maybe. Was and the very frosty day here today. And it is. I wanted to put on, I, I put on my boots. I was standing there in my boots. I have nice Sorel boots, great for this weather. My underwear, uh, no pants, and <laughs> my sword. And uh, my wife said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go shovel. Yeah, we're getting four more inches now. I'm I'm loving it. It's it's odd. I'm just and being re- retired and I don't know, Jeff. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Like a week and a half with no, you know, like sadness for, for anything. I'm just kind of love looking out the window. I love seeing these deep piles of snow. I don't mind going out there every other day. You know, we got the inch, two inch. Gosh, yeah. go clean that. I have the time and uh, have a nice hot, hot drink and uh, and of course I am vaseline like four times a week so maybe that's part of the trick. Visiting my mom, just doing well. You're doing okay. What you been doing? Okay, you know I'm feeling a little bit of the cabin fever over here. Well, yeah. Robin and I are having a lot of togetherness time and we. She's discussing something with me called togetherness fatigue. Um, She's having for togetherness fatigue of me. And you both work at home. Yeah, we do. Mostly. Yeah, no. And no, we're having a great time. But, uh, but you know, the days get long and, and we're, we're getting a little, little cabin fever. But and what are you reading to uh, keep yourself entertained uh, on what little free time you get? I've got a few books going right now. I'm reading one about uh, a sort of Rome, about Rome. It's actually called... Rome and the Sword, which I'm, so I'm doing some historical research because I'm playing Sword of Rome with three other guys on Vassal. So I started on that, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm reading The Liberator by Alex Kershaw, um, which is a World War II 
um, book about, let's see, what was the guy's name? Uh, the guy's name was Spritz. What, oh, gosh, no, I can't remember the main character's name. Anyway, it's about this guy who goes over and there's 500 days in Europe starting with North Africa and then the invasion of Sicily and then going on into Italy and up into the Ardennes and, and eventually to liberating a, a concentration camp. Um, it's a very good book. Uh, and it's also now a Netflix. What got me reading the book? I have had the book for a while, but I haven't started it, but there's a Netflix series called the liberator and it's really very good. It's four episodes not long enough. I think it should be eight episodes because they kind of hurry through some things. But it's a very interesting mix. It's animation. It's live action, but animated. I checked out the first Did minute you? or two the other day because you referred to it. And it, I had to stop it because the F word was coming out and Laura was sitting there on the couch. It but, doesn't happen very often. Oh, OK, good. But, you know, it was the intro, too. So, of course, they're yeah. probably going to have it a little bit there. But it looked kind of cool with the rotoscoping kind of. Yes. Filming. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really good. I finished it uh, last night, finished the fourth episode. Oh. And I thought it was really good. I don't know how they do that, but um, it was amazing. I thought the the effects and stuff were really good. And I'm sure it gives them the opportunity to to add detail to like tanks and stuff like that vehicles so they don't have to go out and get the actual vehicles but they can present to you an authentic looking vehicle through the miracle of yeah and animation and stuff like that so yeah and you know why should it look like every other world war ii right story like band of brothers or something yeah and it's just a great story about the trials and tribulations of this leader who takes his uh his group from Let's see, this is a division from Oklahoma and Texas. So it's kind of a mixed, there, there are some uh, American Indians in there, you know, Native Americans in there, and some Hispanic Americans in there, along with Americans. So there's a little bit of that racial tension that they work out, which is really satisfying to see these guys, you know, working together. And they were really um, significant in a number of key battles during the war, including Anzio and and other, so it, I think it's really well done. Recommend it highly. Well, I'll keep, I'll get back into it then too. Yeah. Um, and then I've been reading, as you knew, the Enchanted World series <laughs> of Time Life books. What? That is yeah. crazy. Look and there's that. like That's gods. It's, I thought this artwork was particularly cool. This Very ghostly, yeah. ghostly paladin or dark knight and this woman riding on the back of it. This is <laughs> the one about ghosts. Mm-hmm. And the other one was on gods and goddesses, and one was on um, sorcerer arts, and one was on uh, mystical beasts, and I know there's dragons in there, and one was giants and ogres. I, I've just really been had these ever since they came out when I first started in 85 at Hawthorne. Art, it's full of artwork. It's a quick read. There's just some really cool, scary art in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's... Whoa. Yeah, can, did I go too fast? It's kind of... Mm-hmm. You know, just and I'm just loving it. I'm gonna have nightmares if you're if you get a call in the middle of the night and it's me, please answer the call. How many well, in this series? How many? Um, I think 30 or so, maybe 20, at least 20. And then I finish try and finish one a week, and then Megan comes over and I present it to her. 
because she had been the only kid that had noticed these things and would say, well, I, I'd like to read those someday. I'd like to read those, Dad. And then I'm like, I can get 100 bucks on eBay for this big stack, or I can read them one more time and then pass them on to my daughter, and I don't care what she does with them. Um, and the other thing I did, Jeff, was I printed out these Vassal controls. Oh, all the shortcut, the keyboard shortcuts for all of the... That's the that's the thanks yeah. for using the right language. So yes. <laughs> and I'm going to just tape them up along the side of the monitor, so I can hopefully glance up and start learning these keyboard controls instead of the even the motion counter. You don't have to drag down and pick it out and bring it on your tank. Where did you find just, that? Is that document altogether already on the web, or did you create I'll this together? Bet, I bet you can search. No, I bet you can search it, but I think it was from Forg. Bill Ford. Oh, okay. I think in one of his emails to us. Okay. So, so and I then can, I can find it there. Yes. Okay. And then the last show until we looked, Jeff and I looked at this before the this yeah. show because we were doing pill boxes today this in is, the Pacific. Yeah. And hold and we talked there. Look at that. Hold steady there. That is awesome. It's kind of a little too square for a pill so box. This, this is a pill box that you made yourself. Uh-huh. Out of human teeth. Uh, yeah. Different colored are... little rocks. Oh, they're rocks. Okay. Ceramic clay mm -hmm. fired in the kiln. And then I pressed all these little pebbly rocks uh, and I gobbed tons of it. looks like just Elmer's glue all over the thing. To For hold those these of you in... that, are, that are listening to the show instead of watching, you should drop oh. what you're doing and go and watch this part because uh. this, this is a very cool cool little thing how long do you think it took you to make this tag board lid actually now that i'm looking at it jeff i think it's self-hardening clay well it doesn't matter okay so no, i think kiln. you didn't kiln i i had yeah i had art you i did. was an art teacher i yeah. could sneak a little uh project into the kiln with the kids yeah. projects but yeah i glued all these rocks on and kunai grass and very but, cool you didn't date it, though what so, you should have dated the bottom. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I should have. So uh, what size is this for? Uh, what size? 15, 15 millimeters. And oh. then when I had all the ASL figures in uh, World War II, and, and uh, I posted on the show before, we looked at the partisans I had in the two different sizes. Um, you could fit one squad in there. Well, I, I want to see that next time. I want you to get out. <laughs> 15 millimeter guys, put them yep. in there. Only ones I have left are the Japanese and the Marines, so oh, it's all PTO. Right. I sold, uh, okay. I reconverted the rest to uh, the war, the other war game everybody loves, Flames of War, and sold them all. And then those aren't 15 millimeter? I, 15s, I still have the, yeah, the Flames of War is big 15 millimeter game. So I remounted them, sold them to a, some online and then to a client that ordered them all. Mm -hmm. me to change them all up and then i uh, just kept the 20 millimeters which come with the 70 second scale model kit so we'll still be playing lots of world war ii stuff but okay that's important well we have a phone call coming up yeah with uh, scott mullins so let's get on to that all right excellent you know jeff this show is also brought to you by the wonderful people at Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions are the makers of 
fine quality products. Products such as Poland in Flames and Operation Schmidt. <laughs> we're tro- we're Crucible of Steel. Uh, Crucible of Steel, one of my, yeah, actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Just think of our other ad when we were disco dancing. Beyond the Beachhead. Love Beyond the Beachhead. You just said that. Tales you from the said, Attic. Just said, oh, you just said that attic. to get out of having to come up with another game name. <laughs> um, Bungle in the Jungle. No, <laughs> Bungle in the Jungle. That's what we ju- call blood, it. Yeah, we call it that, but Blood and Jungle. And jungle great pack, and that's still I'm going available, to yeah. play more. I'm going to get to playing those now, finally, because I still haven't finished all my... Into the Rubbles. Bounding Fire. Bounding Fire Productions. Buy it or else. Okay, here we are. Yes, we're recording. Hey, we're on the air. Two half squads on the air, and we're going to be talking with Scott Mullins, Kermit Mullins, also known as Grumble Jones. Let's call him right now. All right. Hey, 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 we're back. Hey, hello, Kermit Mullins. Hey, guys. It is AKA nice to see you. Yes. Grumble AKA. Jones. Yes. <laughs> Where did the moniker Grumble Jones come from? Civil War. Absolutely right. Yep, he nailed it. Uh, William Edmiston Jones, Grumble Jones. Everybody oh. knows that, Jeff. Yeah, everybody but me. <laughs> Well, I, uh, you know, you guys, I, I grew up in uh, southwest Virginia, northeast Tennessee, and uh, Grumble Jones was from that part of the country. And uh, it, just as I was trying to think of names, you know, I thought, well, the Frogs blog, you know, and I thought, well, that's, <laughs> that's not going to work. And, uh, and I, you know, they made you put in a string first for the, for the web address. So I typed boxcars again aslblog.blogspot.com and had no idea what a mouthful that was going to be years later and i didn't think i could just type grumble jones right which is what i should have done uh, but the name stuck and it, it it just feels right you know it's one of those accidental things and yeah uh, it, it started as a as a plea into the internet space that is there anyone else out there that plays this game <laughs> you know yeah well and your blog goes back how far how far back I started uh, actually 10 years ago, 2011, and uh, the result of that was I had been out of the game. I hadn't even played a game since 1997. You know, I had my children. I'd moved away from St. Louis and my, my, you know, your core group of people that you played with. And uh, I would visit my my kitten every now and then and reminisce about the good days when I used to play squad. (laughs) And. And, and I stopped buying things. So I, I missed out on King and Country and Gung Ho and a whole lot of modules that I then had to come back and buy uh, at obviously some inflated pricing, as you guys are aware of some of these things. But in 2010, I convinced my, my best friend in St. Louis, I said, Scott, let, we got to play some Squad Leader. We got to play some ASL. And I convinced him to do it over Skype. And that just launched everything. And then 2011, uh, I was surfing around. I found you guys, you know, doing Google searches for the ASL. And I, I, I did a Google search on uh, the Texas tournament. 
and I was looking through their links for different blogs, and, and they had my blog. And I'm like, holy cow, that's awesome. You're a somebody. <laughs> I'm somebody. And uh, that led to uh, reaching out to Rick Reinish and then uh, also to Chris Dory at Battle School SITREP. Right. And my introduction to Chris, I had bought a, a Pegasus Bridge module from eBay, and I had, I had bought it from him. Didn't know who he was at the time. And he put a battle school dice in there. And I thought, man, these are awesome. And uh, so I, I started to email back and forth with him here and there and then talk to him on his, his web page. And it was his site that inspired me to blog. I, I loved his so much. And I still yeah. do. I still think it's, it's one of the very best out there. It's and top notch. Yeah, it is. And, and so then that led to um, uh, my first tournament. You know, these guys were Rick. And, and Chris both were encouraging me because I've been playing with the same guy, my buddy Scott, for since 1978. And you don't realize all the things you're doing wrong. I think, Dave, you talked about this in one of your <laughs> podcast episodes. I didn't even have my machine guns in the right place. I had them underneath the squads. I'd been doing that for years. And these guys convinced me to go to Texas. Uh, so I drove the nine hours from Tulsa to, to do my first tournament. And I, I'm scared to death. I know I'm not good at this game, right? You, you go to your tournament and you think, am I going to look a fool, you know? And uh, Rick had convinced me the best thing to do was sign up for the Thursday game where, you know, you get four people playing in a big game and it was a winner melee. Mm. And you talk about things happening, like they're almost faded, right? Who am I playing with? Dan Best. First time I meet Dan Best. And, and this blog exists somewhat because of Dan uh, today because I have a you know constant uh, opponent that I can blog about and uh, but on the way down I had made recordings on CDs of all of the blog of all your podcasts and uh, forced my wife and my daughter to listen to these things for nine hours oh. <laughs> and you laugh but they have two favorite episodes uh, the one with the harp my wife just loves to listen to that one and I think, Dave, you were late to that session, and it, it was Jeff and Robin that talked through that one. Uh, and, and then the second favorite that she has also had Robin, and it's the Ikea furniture. Every 30 seconds, you guys are having to stop because Robin's up there hammering away. Oh, right. right. Yeah. And so she's, she knows you guys by voice. She can say, oh, that's Dave talking, or that's Jeff talking. So yeah, your podcast is you know, it's, it's important to me personally. I've really enjoyed it. So. Oh, good. Glad. Good to hear. Glad. Well, I talking about not still knowing things. Jeff and I had some adventures today trying to play PTO with all the hidden fortifications, pillboxes. Badges. And yeah, well, yeah, they're in there too on this one so it's you know you go to look up a simple rule like let's just look up the pansy rule it can only be a paragraph oh yeah it's right i forgot it's it's two pages yeah it's <laughs> are rough and, and 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 they kill you i mean those things are bad news when you end up on them uh, <laughs> yeah i don't i enjoy the hidden aspects of the game as much uh dan loves that stuff and he loves fortifications and, and he'll try to work those into our our gameplay and i'm like oh god no please <laughs> I just want to attack a Russian village, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. And I, it was really uh, a little overwhelming because I spent a, a lot of time for me playing the Japanese, setting up my defense. 
so I'm trying to remember all these rules and we're about halfway through turn two. And Dave said, did you, how many did you hit percentage? And I said, you know, some number. And he goes, no, it's 10%. 25. Cause he was quoting yeah. the night, the night rule. I thought it was played a lot of night too. Yeah. I always forget that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I set up a, a fortification hip and I, Kind of, I was kind of thinking, oh, when I set up the fortification hip, I can set up everybody that's inside the fortification hip. Well, no, you do in a pillbox, but not in a foxhole. Box it's in the jungle, and oh, sorry, you know. And I just, I had one of those moments today when I thought, that's it, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. Well, <laughs> and that's better. when you go back to attacking the Russian village. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everything I, is. I need a vacation in a Russian village. Those are my favorite games. I, <laughs> and it's funny how you gravitate towards the old boards, right? Since, since yeah. my first days of squad leader, board two, three, and four are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I, I love them. Yeah. Guards counterattack. Always look at it. And the tractor works. And I'm always like, oh, tractor works. Yeah. No jungle, no kunai, no night. No. <laughs> it's just yeah. straight up, you know, ASL with a few vehicles. And, um, but and when. Play when that. you played in St. Louis, who who did you game with? The the guys that we might know there from? No, it's a uh, my uh, my group of guys. I went to high school with uh, some of them. Two of them are in uh, work for defense mapping in St. Louis, so they they do government work. And another is in the CIA, and uh, another is a Kansas State Trooper. Uh, this was my group of, of guys that I grew up with and played with, and uh, we got really ambitious one year, and we decided to you know there was not a lot of scenarios. From up, up until MMP really came on the scene, you just did yeah. So we did a lot of do your own, and, and we lived in Webster Groves, Missouri, which is a, a suburb of St. Louis. So we mapped it out, and we're gonna we're gonna war, you know, do a, a, a German invasion of Webster Groves. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting at home. I'm married at this point, and uh, one of my buddies calls. He says, "Hey, we're we're gonna go over and do lines of sight." I, I said, "What?" what? <laughs> He said, yeah, there's a there's a seminary in Webster Groves, Eden Seminary. It's a big, tall tower. He wanted to see if you could put a 50 caliber machine gun in there and see the main intersection downtown. My <laughs> wife is like, well, what are you going to go do? Uh, we're going to take LOSs. She says, and you're how old? Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just, just humor Mike, we're going to go. <laughs> so off we went. And sure enough, we could see the top of that tower from the intersection. So that's where we put our 50. Oh, right. I was thinking you had to go in the tower. I forgot. Line of sight is reciprocal. Yeah, exactly. Was exactly. How, how'd you get the keys to get in the tower? That's I would have loved to go in that tower, actually. And too. isn't that a little creepy that you're going up to the tower to check line of sight? Hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, you know, my primary buddy that I've stayed in touch with, Scott, uh, he's a beer and pretzels guy, right? He he would rather play starter kit. He He's tournaments. That's not his thing. You know, he's just it's just the friendship that we've maintained for the last 30 plus years, you know, and it has a lot of value. Uh, now when I game with Dan, that's, you know, that's, we're, we're fighting for blood, man. That's one of us is going to survive and the other's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have a blast. We really do. And, and I'm sorry, how did you get started in gaming? Did you, uh, my gaming uh, history goes way back. I, I was into toy soldiers from the time I can remember. I think five years old. I was living on a farm in Virginia, and uh, my grandparents lived in Philadelphia. 
And so he would come down. My grandfather would visit with us on the farm, and he brought one year these Confederate swapits, you know, Britain's models. Uh, and I, it was it, man. I was hooked. I, I, I everything I could do with toy soldiers, I did. Uh, then you know, Marks came along. I had my big Navarone Mountain. You guys remember the Navarone Mountain? Yeah. And uh, the Desert Fox said, and I would steal my brother's little people buildings and the houses in the city and i would set all that up and, and throw germans and americans in there and go all day and uh so that kind of led to airfix i ran into airfix 176 scale right yeah and you remember you go to the old kb hobby shops they'd have panzer blitz racks and then they'd have the airfix ones that you'd spin around and they were a dollar a box and long story short i got about twelve thousand of those guys today and and, and i would tabletop gaming uh, my buddy in Tennessee, uh, he was a couple years older than me. His top bunk was his game board. So we'd be in his bedroom, and me and another guy, uh, our primary opponent, Keith Reimer, who went on to become a Marine uh, major, actually led tanks in Iraq. He introduced me to Panzer Blitz. So I'm in his garage playing Panzer Blitz, and, and he just waxed me. And uh, again, I've never felt bad about this. This is a guy that went to Annapolis and, and actually led tanks. So it's okay to lose a guy like that. Yeah. But uh, uh, so so after that, we moved to St. Louis uh, from from East Ten or you know Eastern Tennessee, which is a total culture change. But there's a hobby shop there in Webster Groves called Rivendell. So I lived my life there. You know, Dungeons and Dragons was just coming out, and and all my buddies were D and Ders, and uh, not a lot of hardcore war gamers. Uh, and so I, we went in there one day, and they had under glass squad leader set up, and you know, they apparently had a game on, and it was just brand new game. And uh, we, I fell in love with it right from there on. And uh, as soon as I could get a copy, I think it was twelve bucks back in nineteen seventy-eight, seventy-nine. And then you had the game ads come on, and it was the only war game that I could get my D and D guys to play because you had individual leaders. They they kind of gravitated towards the the individual aspects of the game, uh, and the small unit sizes and the single tanks. It it, it just had a a thing for that that no other game really had. Panzer Blitz in comparison was just, you know, so bland in comparison to Squad Leader. Uh, and you guys may have played Tobruk at one time or another that was pretty detailed with tanks, Avalon Hill. No, pretty but detailed. I know of it, yeah. yeah. It was a good game. Uh, it was super detailed on the tank fight, but then you really didn't have a good infantry thing. Uh, and, and SL always seemed to me like it kind of merged those two perfectly, you know. Uh, and then all the rules started coming out, you know, Crescendo of Doom, uh, which I think was really my favorite rule set at the time. GI Anvil of Victory, you guys probably, I don't know if you were, any of you played GI. We started with Advanced. I, I started when Advanced came out, and then Jeff didn't start till he came over here one day 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Well, I got, uh, I got GI on my 18th birthday, and they changed all the counters, and they were all at March, you know, formation. It it, 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 it was probably, in my opinion, the worst <laughs> worst of the game ads they put out. And uh, it, for a while there, we were all kind of just disappointed in the counters and whatnot. And the rules, they had abbreviated so many things that you almost needed a glossary with a key to understand what you were reading. In the uh, mm. And so what we did is we just kind of put that aside, and we – we used all the GI counters and all that stuff, and we used the Crescendo of Doom rule set and the card that went with that. Um, 
And I resisted ASL for a long time. I was so angry that I was going to have to change over <laughs> and buy a separate rule book. And, and I waited till about 1989 uh, when I was out of college. And so throughout my college experience, you know, I, I just played squad leader and, and the different variants of squad leader. And uh, 89, I finally made the, the switch and uh, haven't looked back since. And so, yeah, and you, you kind of have these phases, you know, you, 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 you play a lot. Uh, then you have your children, and, and I would say that period of time when my children were born until about the time they were in high school, I just didn't really war game. You know, it, it's it's work, it's 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 all those things that you know life takes you away from gaming. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, a pretty standard story that we hear as we interview people. No it is, and I, I think it's contributing to this golden age that we're living in because a lot of us now in our fifties have the time to play and the, the money yeah. to buy stuff. Yeah, and yeah. time to produce more and more stuff that yep. all these companies are coming out with. Not only time up. to, not only time to play, but time to, to blog and develop and uh, expand the hobby that way. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's just amazing how when you when you search the community online, how vast it is, uh, and. You know, when you look at the the readers, you know, or the listeners, you know, there are people in, in countries all over the world uh, that are hitting the blog, and it's. I'm always amazed at the number. Of, there's like four guys on the Isle of Man that that hit my blog on a regular basis, and I'm like, that's awesome. But and then of course you have the dark spots. You know, there's not a lot in South America. Uh, there's not a lot in Africa, outside of maybe the Middle East. There's a few Middle Eastern countries where I think there are U.S. service people that play this game. Right. And South Africa, you have probably uh, Egypt too. Every now and then, I see people on the blog. But uh, Russia, my gosh, the Russia and the surrounding uh, former, you know, Soviet territories get a lot of hits from those countries. Interesting. You know, I don't, Dave. I don't remember the last time that we looked at the map. Uh, no, it's it's been the, a while. Yeah, in years. Um, the last contest we ran. You know, we like to keep it to continental United States now. I just don't like filling out the Absolutely. customs form and then having to pay the extra 10 bucks, 15. But um, everyone that entered was in a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we only had four people, but they were all, sure. you know. Sure. And then I was on Vassal and um, someone just popped in from Japan. And I wished I remembered his name because I wanted to mention on air. Because, you know, he popped in here saying, like, oh, hi, I'm um, Yoshin, or I don't even, you know, from Japan. Can I watch? And then it, I didn't see it until later in the game. So I replied, like, oh, hey, nice to, you know, nice you're here. Stay and watch. But he had already left, I think, the game. You know, on Basel, you can pop in and out. And so right, right. I thought, wait, someone in Japan. And he said he listens to the show. Thanks. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys went past 200. So I, I got this chance to talk to you. <laughs> we thought about it. We thought about it. But there's so much to, you know, about every three or four episodes, we think, oh, maybe we're running out of topics. But you never run out of topics. And yeah. we're almost ready to start repeating stuff because. We haven't technically finished the rule book yet. Yeah. Stuff yeah. that's still in Chapter A, we, got, we haven't technically covered in a, in a formal format, you know. Right, and it, then you you could talk to CGs, you know, the different rules around the campaign games, too. Right. Yeah, um, there's a lot, yeah, and then there's always something new. We're backlogged on just what's in the box. Yes. 
Yeah, you got, yep. We just got the three from MMP and um, a bunch of stuff from the Kansas City guys. Yep, yep. Box art reviews. I mean, there's... We're there's falling behind on those. <laughs> so... We're going to have to go to every week. But uh, what, what are your uh, ASL buying habits like now? Because there's, I mean, it used to be, it's funny to go back and listen to shows from 10 years ago because we used to get a lot of mileage out of comedy bits revolving around the scarcity of products. <laughs> and now those things aren't funny. Because there's this stuff coming out all the time. You can't keep up. Or can you? Uh, and, I am in the same boat as you guys. I cannot keep up. I and, and, and it bothers me, you know, I, I, I was desperate to get Festung Budapest. I have yet to play a single scenario from and And that's, yeah, that bothers me. And I've been telling Dan, you know, we need to throw some of those kind of games in uh, and, and and play some of these things. Denant, I, I want to get that map out. Yeah, yeah. Operation Schmidt, I haven't done anything on that. Um, then there's uh, Konigsberg. I, I just got that. Long yeah, thing. yeah, that looks great. <laughs> um, and, and I'm excited about uh, George's next offering, which should be coming out, I guess, the end of this month. Uh, the column bell, I can't even say the word, Steelworks. Um, which oh, don't know about that one. Fascinated by that part of the, you know, the battle for Khan. Uh, so I, I, I love everything George does. And uh, uh, Lone Canuck is just some awesome stuff. Yeah, great stuff. That I is a funny thing. Stuff. You are you are a very good customer um you don't just buy and what you can play you have to have a lot more stuff but isn't that funny how how uh, the excitement of getting the new product and it's like oh am i gonna get it am i gonna get it oh they're or they're shipping it you know and you're standing by the door practically and then they get it you put it on the shelf ah. <laughs> go back yes. to finishing um operation <laughs> watchtower with jeff on vassal yeah <laughs> Hey, I think for me, the, the thing I really wanted the most that took forever to get to me was King and Country. And the, the folks at MMP got tired of hearing from me. Uh, you know, I, I ordered that thing as soon as it hit pre-order two years ago or three years ago now. And uh, they sent me the thing. You know, they always send out and tell you, hey, it's, it, it's dispatched as of December 4th or December 11th in my case. I didn't get it till end of January. Oh, uh, I, I thought things sped up. After the holidays, but yeah, but something happened with the first group of shipments because there was a bunch of folks that got caught up in the same one as I did, and it got stuck at one of the post offices in Baltimore area. Um, uh, you know that whole situation is is still kind of unraveling, and hopefully we'll get fixed. But yeah, the mail was oh man, it was messed up. So it wasn't MMP's issue. It was, <laughs> you know, it was USPS. Yeah, and oh, have you? delved into the desert rules yet and all or i have yes dan last year was really focused on finishing some of the uh, west of alamine and uh, code of bushido so and and my previous game group did not want to touch that uh you know so we we bought west of alamine and if it was anything that wasn't on crete we didn't do it <laughs> anything desert and, and desert is tough because you think you know as a player you think all oh, right desert we're going to be able to see everything for miles you can't see anything in a desert game. You either yeah. sun blindness, vehicle dust, yeah. <laughs> cam sin, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, it, I really have a hard time shooting anything in the desert. <laughs> I, I had the same idea when uh, I was always, I've always been intrigued by the desert war. And I thought, oh, I can't wait to get it. 
uh, because we're going to have these gigantic long range bat tank battles, you know, however many hexes. And that is not the case. You got, you got the sand and the wadis and the, the blowing this and that. But I, I see uh, on your website, boxcars uh, again. Oh, boxcars again, <laughs> ASL blog. A terrible long uh, name. <laughs> boxcars again, great name. Yeah. <laughs> it is my life. <laughs> um, you're playing a cornucopia. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you playing here? What's the scenario? Oh, we just did that BC twenty two. BC twenty two, yeah. Pallets, yeah. That was a desert game, and that was that's a perfect little desert game. You know, a half board basically. Um, yeah. You know, we still had some vehicle dust, but there was there was no other dust to deal with. A lot of armored cars, and I wanted a chance to use the new uh, Vichy counters that came in with the you know the new Croix de Guerre. Mm. So uh, that was a good treat to do that. Uh, yeah, and I encourage people to go and look at your right. website, uh, look at your blog, because it's great. You include some some nice photos of the time period photos from the from the action, the scenario card, a map, and then your map boards. Yeah, yeah. I try to put as much information. One of the things I discovered that led me to do all this, you know, you, you go to play a game and you, you go into Google and say, hey, is there anything out there? You can't find anything. And, and for me, I just wanted to see how did they set up the defense? You know, how did they approach the attack? That's that's all I need. Yeah. Uh, now, there's some great AARs out there. You know, if you've ever read any of Matt Shostak's, yeah, some of the best yeah. put together. Uh, detail, you know, I'm more of a storyteller. You know, I'm more of you guys, we're all meeting at Applebee's and we're sitting around the table talking about the game. That's <clears throat> That's how I blog. You know, this is what happened here. This was the fun part of the game. You know, this was the desperation moment. I always think back to a game with Chris Brackney. Um, he and I played for a number of years uh, over Skype, and, and it was a scenario, and I had a half squad with a Panzerfaust, and he's charging me with a Stuart, uh, with a Sherman tank. I fire, hit, boxcars. Dud. When does that ever happen? You know, Panzerfaust is anything but a 12-auto kill. <laughs> But those are the, you know, the exciting things that happen yeah. and you can't predict any of it. And, uh, you know, you try to explain ASL, my, my coworkers over the years, do they get really tired of hearing about it? And, you know, I have loved this game and, and, uh, and the fact that I get to play it now as an, as an adult, something that I loved and cherished as a teenager, you know, I wouldn't have imagined that, uh, that that was possible. And it's, and there's more content as we talked about, there's more stuff to buy, uh, there's more, uh, I, I think in a lot of ways, the internet brought us all together uh, in a way that we wouldn't have been otherwise. Uh, you know, finding opponents, uh, and particularly in the pandemic, being able to play on Vassal for a lot of people, uh, for me, uh, over Skype. Uh, and, and there's still people playing by mail, you know, electronic uh, email. That's This this game is, it's going to outlive all of us, I think. Yeah, I hope not. I do hope. <laughs> Oh, oh, Jeff, you just want to live longer, right? I do. I want to live really long. <laughs> well, when you realize you have so many scenarios, you you, you can't live. You can't no. play. You just oh can't. Oh, my gosh, no. No, and I'm kind of retentive. You know, I I want to finish the whole pack. And so uh, Mike Rizzi on Twitter, I get a lot of my games up on our Twitter feed. Uh, Mike Rizzi and I had done the Objective Schmidt. 
except for like three of the big ones. So we thought, well, we'll wait for a four-player game in person again, right, for a big game like that. You don't want to be scrolling all over the screen with 80 counters per side. And and then there's a medium one. It's, It's still big. And then at the end of playing all the others, I'm looking at the last three, and I'm, I kind of texted Mike, and I said, I think I'd be willing to play this other one that's like 12, 13, 14 turns with only 40 counters per side. <laughs> you know? And he was like, no, I'm done. I'm ready to let's go to the next thing. And then Jeff and I had started Operation Watchtower back when it came out. I think, Jeff, I think. I don't think it was. You bought a copy, too. So. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You usually don't go back. You usually only get newer stuff. But anyway, so we had done like six and then kind of put it away and got into this with the other guy and this with the other. And then Jeff and I bounced around. We did a lot of action pa- I think action packs, yeah. trying to do them all. Because they have variety in them and you can still say, oh, I played action pack eight, you know, or whatever. And now we're back into that watchtower. And I, you know, I'm, I, for me, it's exciting. I'm kind of like, oh, three left. And then we've played all of it. For me, that just I don't know why that means something, but and and then just I had finished um, my first March Madness game with those Kansas packs, uh, yep, with my friend Rick Hollander, uh, getting him on his first Vassal game. That was just last week, and I went to Google uh, other playings. Oh, I was looking up the number. Like if I'm up in the other room, I'm too lazy to come down and get the scenario card. So when I'm doing the Twitter, I just Google. <laughs> find the information i need like what was the full title and then your blog came up like third so knowing that they're usually well produced i went there and yeah you did that the brickworks yeah there it is mm40 and that was just an outstanding example of your work because you not only have the pictures and all but you put in these movie clips (laughs) that are perfect like the guys are routing and you had the Monty Python run away, run away (laughs) clip in there. So you get this little movie clip and then it's to the next picture and next. So I just wanted to tell you how much I always appreciate them. And my friend Rick not being prompted whatsoever. He didn't know we were interviewing you at all coming up. Um, He just goes, Oh, you know, that thing you sent me with that, those guys played that same game we played. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that was really good. So, and he really appreciated all the clips, the history, and uh, the way it was narrative. Well, you know? I'm glad because it it does it takes a lot of time to do the research to find pictures. That some some things are easier. You know, if you're doing a, a Normandy or a Battle of the Bulge, you can find a lot of good content. Yeah. But if you're doing like this last one for BC 22, finding Vichy French in Syria, oh wow. Are your pictures mostly historically or as historically accurate as you can get them? You yes, yes, they are. I, I put a lot of uh, importance on that, and, and again, they're not going to be perfect. It's it's hard yeah. to find exact to the to the to the actual battle, but there are cases where you can, and uh, and then sometimes you'll use a lot of movie clips. You know, like uh, we did the uh, Breakcore Manor. So you go to the Band of Brothers, you got fifty great gifts that you can put in there. But the reason I put the gifts in was to add emotional, what I call emotional quotient to the to the blog. You know, I, I follow a lot of uh, military miniature blogs, and these guys have two, three hundred followers, way more than I see on the typical ASL, and they have, you know, 
50 different comments that people make, and they're all talking to each other. Their community is just huge, and their blogs are averaging a million, you know, a million views. And I got to thinking, what's what's the difference between what they do and what we do? Why do we have so few, you know, wh why isn't there the same level of enthusiasm? And I got to thinking about it. Well, it's eye candy. You know, these guys are making beautiful miniatures, beautiful models. They want to look at it. They've got some, they, yeah. that's their product. This, you, you look at their, their dioramas and their work, and it's like, wow, you could look at this stuff all day. And how long can you look at board three before you've seen <laughs> board three? Yeah, it's a good point. And, and, and that's why I wanted the blog, how do I make it come alive, you know, the same way that a miniatures game does. So that was what, what drew me to do that. And I just got Jeff's permission to expand our Twitter feed to include my modeling and um, and and D and D. Our well, Jeff and I play one set of my D and D groups, you know. Um, and I made Jeff build a model kit with me once. Well, I do. I do notice that you got the frost giants up there, so that's awesome. Back here. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah, my college dorm room. I had the ice giants. Uh, me on the too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right? U of I. That was a big thing back then. Yeah. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Uh, it inspired a lot of a lot of D and D adventures, you know. And and that was another piece of my experience. And I, I've been a dungeon master for my group in St. Louis since nineteen seventy eight and, and running the same campaign since eighty four. And um Oh wow. How many sessions do you track how many sessions that's been? No, it's it's we, we kind of had a pause, but it's basically, I think the last time we got together over Skype was about 2011. So we haven't gotten back together since then. But the campaign is still available when they're ready. And, yeah. But I, I found that a lot of the, you know, the scenario creation is, is, is so similar to when you're setting up an adventure. You know, what you want to do, the mechanics, what the party's going to experience. And, and a lot of my scenario writing is like that, too. You know, it's... I, I I almost add too many story elements to it, which is true of the of the you know the where where the half squad half squads there. I'm just gonna want to yeah. get to that after on, I played it. You can't play it, you know. On your post, so if I'm just if we're gonna like talk, Jeff, I guess you should do a screen share. Oh, I can do that. Yep. Forget forget we're we're doing YouTube now as well as the audio, and our problem is we we start describing our game replays with the um, Vassal log files. Yep, yep. And we forget to name hexes and stuff, so hopefully. But if listeners are going to go out and find um, Boxcars again, ASL blog, just Google it. Uh, you can Google Grumble Jones ASL. Yeah, It'll Jones pop ASL up. Put you right there. So then from your base page, um, you have a bunch of links, yep. right? These are all the... Uh, company links the business links or it's also the gaming groups it's it's you guys are on there if you from the trenches um you know uh, little wars tv which is a, a a great miniatures group if you've ever watched them on youtube they're they're fantastic uh wall advantage wine and cheese is a little bit older blog uh one of the uh you know you've got uh roy Conley oh, yeah. blog on here cardboard warrior uh which uh, is awesome and, and uh, well worth a read Stu's replays, uh, Illuminated Rounds, those, those are awesome as well. I mean, there's there's so much content coming out. And I watched the uh, latest Illuminating Rounds this morning. Um, you know, those guys just do a great job. And, and you know, the ASL Archive uh, is probably my single favorite website to visit 
I, I spend a lot of time on that website. When I get ready to play a game, that's where I go. I can get the roar stats there. I can get the uh, the boards. And oh, yeah. They, you know, they, they will put a board up there, and if there's overlays and things, it helps me figure out where to position them. I don't know if you guys struggle with that. It, it, invariably, I get the overlays placed wrong. I don't know why it's so hard. Yeah, it's nice to have the photographs like like from um, Bounding Fire Productions where they, you can see it on there. And... Exactly, exactly. It really helps. And so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do. And I, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted you when you first came to my site. Here's everybody else. Support the whole community, you know. Yeah. Listen to the two half squads. Go watch Stu's replays, you know. Check out the St. Louis ASL site when they talk about you know the upcoming tournaments. There's there's so much content out there, and you know, and I'd like to hopefully encourage other people if you if you have any kind of an itch to to write or blog, do it. You know, don't hesitate. Go out there and, and get your site going. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be as good as some of these, but yeah, oh, get started. Yeah. And, and my when I started this thing in 2011, it was awful. I'm embarrassed to read it. It. <laughs> It just wasn't good at all, and and you know it 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 evolved like all things evolved, and 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 I credit Chris Brackney when he and I played the uh, Pegasus Bridge campaign game together. And before that, I really did maybe a couple things. You know, I'd put a couple board shots, I put a, a lead-in trailer picture of the event. That was it. You know, nothing. But then as we started playing this this awesome Pegasus Bridge campaign, I realized I can tell a story with this. You know about pine coffin and and you know all the things that are going on in this game, and so I kind of got my voice. You know, my blog voice was born during that CG, and and I've just continued to expand on that. And I follow a very you know a, 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 a set way of doing every one of them. You know, I'm going to give you the lead-in picture that ties to the event. Then I'm going to talk about what's in my head. It's it is a personal blog. You know, there are things that. Uh, I like to get out of my, you know, get off my mind, off my chest. And, um, and then you lead into the, the, you know, what's in the game, what's in the scenario. I like to credit the designer, you know, so that you know who designed the scenario. Uh, particularly some of the lesser well-known scenarios, like, the, you know, the ones that we just did from the Aussie pack, uh, from the uh, break contract guys. Um, you know, that's not stuff that everybody's played. And um, so, you know, you try to do that. And then uh, I take pictures during the game. So, so Dan, you know, he knows I'm going to take pictures after movement phases, maybe after close combat, and and, uh, and then I go back and I edit the pictures. Uh, it takes me about an hour to edit the game pictures, and then I go back into the pictures and I do all the, you know, I go through uh, basically Microsoft Paint, and I add the details so you can see the movements. White is always used to predict movements. Blue is always axis. Red is always the allies. You know, and, and I've just developed that. And to give you an idea of, of the flow, how, what was happening, what was being thought of. And then I started thinking, you know, this blog was just about me all the time. And I thought, I said to Dan, I said, Dan, why don't you give me, uh, you know, a blurb about the game too? You know, your pregame comments and your postgame. And we started adding that so you could get into Dan's head too. Yeah. If it's Dave Moreski or if it's Paul Works, who we also play with, that those guys would also do that. Uh, to give you both perspectives, because it does tend to be from my perspective when I'm when I'm blogging. Um, and, yeah, um, Jeff, Jeff, can you scroll down to to the like intermission past the intermission? Yeah, <laughs> now, 
uh, you know, Dan and I, we just point the uh, the camera at the dice cup or the dice tower. You know, we don't show the whole thing. But my buddy Scott in St. Louis, he has this bizarre tripod thing above his table that he suspends the camera and he shows the whole thing. Uh, because when he and I first started in 2010 playing over Skype, we thought you had to look at the board so that, you know, you could see what we were doing. And and now I've realized that that playing cardboard via Skype, by not showing the board, I can have my minds on the board. I can have my hip units on the board. You don't oh, right. <laughs> you're always playing a double blind. And it, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're, gonna, you're handling your opponent's stacks. And that's true. You are. Uh, but I was never a guy that inspected my opponent's stacks anyway. You know, I, I try to focus on what my objectives are in a game. And if there's a stack that's in the way of that objective, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot at it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to address it. Uh, yeah, so we can't just be a setup. You know, he just tells me, you know, where his units are. And I just put one single concealment counter usually. What, well, Jeff? Okay. I was trying to follow. I'm not quite following how you, how you work this. Oh, you have both players pieces on your boards. Yep, exactly. I have I have the exact same map, same setup with all my opponent's pieces. He's got all of mine. And so as you're playing, you know, you'll say, uh, hey, uh, Dan, this tank and it's an A1 is going to it's going to pivot two. it's going this direction. And then you just tell it. And I think a lot of people are concerned it's time consuming. Uh, I can tell you once you get into the groove with your opponent, uh, you two are so used to each other, uh, you would have no problem. You know, it's it's like the guys in the room with you. That's what it feels like. I, I forget that, that Dan's, you know, 600 miles away or 400 miles away. It goes so quick. And a lot of the times when you're moving your opponent's pieces, it opens your eyes to, I, I didn't think about that, right? So you, you do get a little bit of an intelligence during the game, and you're also engaged constantly. There's no downtime. You know, you're always either moving your pieces or your opponent's pieces. Uh, all I can say is I, I've done almost 200-plus games over Skype, very few issues. Uh, I've done the Pegasus Bridge CG over Skype, done the uh, Purple Heart Draw CG over Skype. I recommend it to anybody that struggles with Vassal, you know, if they're not able to get it loaded or they just don't want to look at a computer and want to actually move their pieces. You know, that's the other advantage. I, I get to use my kit every game. So you don't so, you, you don't use Skype just for the audio. You don't or do you use the camera part of I Skype for anything? Yeah. Every now and then, if something comes up where Dan says, hey, how did you do this overlay or what did you do here? I can move the camera and show him. That's what okay. I did. Uh, but it's very unusual. We just look at the dice. Okay. I rarely look at the dice, to be honest with you. I, I'm usually focused looking at the board and, and, and I'll hear the dice be rolled and then I wait for Dan to say something. And if he's quiet, then I'm like, oh, why is he quiet? <laughs> and I'll look over and it's boxcars or it's something yeah. awful. <laughs> Yeah, it's, we've brought a few other people into it. Uh, Paul Works, Dave Moreski both do it. And a couple weeks ago, Moreski was traveling, and he said, hey, I'd like to get a game with you while I'm in the hotel room on a Monday night. So he played over Vassal while I played cardboard via Skype. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I never thought of that. It was awesome. You know, the only difference was he did not use the dice bot. He went ahead and he brought his dice with him, but he didn't have to bring any other kit. And, yeah. Uh, we had a blast, you know, there's, so there's, there's hybrid way, ways of doing this as well. Uh, do you also play Vassal regularly? I have never played Vassal. Uh, oh, you haven't? Interesting. I have not done it. It's one of those things, Dan, I think is eventually going to bring me into that, but no, I haven't done it. Mainly because of my job. I, I'm in front of a computer and spreadsheets 10 hours a day. And yeah. 
just didn't appeal to me to do it in what I love playing, you know. And I do. I really do love the, the board game aspect. That's that's a big part of it for me. I, I love moving the pieces. Very yeah. interesting. And I, I like the way you do the, your photography of it because it does give you a feel like it's miniatures. It's more it's more interesting to look at than than a vassal snapshot of a board. Well, and I will tell you, photographing these boards, there's always a glare. People may notice there's a glare. Mm-hmm. And, and I work very hard to eliminate the glare. And then I also noticed, I do the same thing NFL football games do. The way they, the, the aspect of the way they focus on the field, I noticed that if you look straight down at an ASL board, it, it, it causes a disorienting, it gives you this vertigo sensation. So that's why I have the angle just like it is that you see. And, and you can see the height of the stacks too stacks. and things. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. So I, I know people are probably laughing. Yeah, you put that much energy to well, yeah. You know, I, I wanted because this picture evidence is what you're going to refer to if you're looking for an AAR. You just want an idea of where should I set up? You know, what should I do? Now, is there also like so? Is there um, if people want to find so every year you were doing the, like the half squads there, you had done something earlier with us, I think, right in the jeep and stuff. Yeah, the heroes of Hollis, and you guys uh, have that map now. I think uh, the map came in one of your March Madness packs. Uh, oh, yes, you're right. So, the, and I, I have a great story about the Hollis pack. So, in 2017, I stayed in Hollis. Where where can we find them on the blog? Can Jeff go to pictures of it now? Uh, what you could do is you could go into the search uh, string in the blog and uh, type Heroes of Hollis, and it should bring it up. This would be a test. You, you could do that. I think if you go up to the top there in the bar. Yeah, Google Hollis. I got it. I remember this now <laughs> with the spooky picture. You guys were driving the Jeep, and you were you time-traveled. You were on your way to March Madness, and you got time-traveled. Yeah. Yeah at Hollis, uh, you know, during this zombie thing. And the whole premise was that the Germans had purposely uh, crashed a train of POWs, infected them with this this special wave signal, and they were going to attack the ASL center at Hollis and, and, and eliminate it because they were learning, you know, American officers were getting better because they were trained in ASL. Yeah, tactics. that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the Jeep picture on my desktop. So the thing about the Hollis map, so when I was there, there's a, a scenario that's in the March Madness pack that's, that takes place at Hollis. So for the first time ever in ASL, I'm sitting in a building that's on the map playing that scenario. Uh. And, and it, was, it was kind of a bizarre feeling. But yeah, the, the Hollis is the... <laughs> that is hilarious. It's a great area. Yeah. But you guys, you know, great sports to let me do that. If you just go to the whole blog and just scroll down through it, it gives you the idea of the storyline. <clears throat> and, and yeah, I get carried away. Uh, this is well, I just remember this was like just insane, insanely fun. And <laughs> well, you know the the number one scenario that I ever put out that has the most downloads is uh, Die Glocke, about the German time uh, transport machine. Uh, I think I have over a thousand downloads for that scenario. And then I put the PDFs on the ASL archive. So you can search Grumble Jones on the ASL archive. All the scenarios pop up. And, and you know, all I tell people is wear your flea collar when you play my scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I could just I could just see uh, Mr. Pitcavage just pulling his hair out that all these un-play-tested un- <laughs> dogs are out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
But you know, life is short, so. Yes, you got to have some fun like that. That's it's like well, that zombie pack from. Um, Eastside uh, Gamers. Yeah, Eastside Gamers. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Those guys did a great pack. Can you sign up and get notifications? Like we get them from Ritter Krieg's blog. Yes, you can. Uh, you can become I, a follower. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've got 99 followers right now, which is always surprising when there's, I think, 5,000 ASL members in the on the uh, Facebook page. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of them out there. Are you on Facebook as well? Yes, yes. I, I, in fact, that's where most of my hits come through Facebook. If, if Facebook went away, my, my blog would dry up. Yeah, I think every Sunday when I complete the ARs, I drop them onto the the three different sites: the Southwest uh, ASL group, uh, the Kansas City group, and then the, the overall advanced squad leader. Okay. Uh, but you know, Jackson Quan has done great things with uh, with uh, Discord and uh, uh, Slack. At one time, I think uh, right. Slack was active. Yeah, we we actually started the Slack uh, group, and uh, we're active in that for a while, and and then kind of dropped out but jackson was really uh enthusiastic about that for a long time i haven't been on there in a long time i don't know if anybody's still going on i haven't either Uh, the thing that slack that that bothered me is i always felt like it was interrupting an ongoing conversation Mm, yeah yeah we'll look forward to doing that again if we ever get through this covid thing so how has uh covid and all that uh, affected your gaming is it just um it it actually you know last year i got in 92 games which is the most i've ever played in a year so You know, I, I'm a homebody anyway. Uh, you know, my wife and I usually walk Saturday, Sunday mornings. That's, you know, and, and of course, working the rest of the week. And and then at 5 o'clock, I'm on Skype with, with Dan. And, you know, COVID really actually probably brought us more opportunities. And um, what do you see for the for the future of what you're doing? Are you going to make any changes or looking forward to any new things? Yeah, I, one of the things I would love to do is to to add sound, you know, to to, to the block. Oh, oh yeah, like that. <laughs> you know, but you can't. I, I haven't found a way to do that. You know, um, what I always want to do is, I, as I said earlier, with the eye candy of the miniature guys, you you know, want the blog to be engaging. I don't want it to get stale. You know, that people are like, oh my gosh, I, how many more Grumble Jones blog posts can I read before I've read them? You know. Uh, so then you're kind of reliant on the game itself for its excitement, the different things that happen. And, and the great thing about our game is it is so full of exciting stuff that happens. Yeah, know? it really is. Yeah. So I've been blessed that way. I, I don't intend to stop. I, the one thing I did that was crazy is I, I told my readers early on, I said, you know, as, as a appreciation for everyone that reads the blog, every month I'm going to put out a scenario. Wow. Okay. That was probably foolhardy. Uh, yeah. Put together a scenario every month is work. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but I've actually enjoyed it. You know, it, the, the the creative energy that you get from it, and when you're not playing, you're connected to the game. You know, you you get to be part of the game, and that that was initially why I started blogging in the first place. You know, when I wasn't playing, which was more of the time in the past, I wanted to be engaged talking about it or some aspect of it. So. And how many scenarios do you think you've designed over the years? Uh, well, that that are posted on the archive, it's 104, 105, I think. Wow. What? And and some of the value there, you know, again, I'm, they're they're not great scenarios, but they're free. Uh, and there's a lot of people in other countries that don't have access to anything. So, 
they're stuck with the Grumble Jones stuff, <laughs> you know, that they can download for free. And uh, so uh, I pity them, and I, I hope that they enjoy what you know, they can find out of it. Um, I will tell you, there's a the, the March Madness guys have taken a bunch of Grumble Jones scenarios, and they'll be putting out a, a March Madness pack just based on Grumble Jones. Oh, okay. And, I was wondering about process, that. They're in the process of playtesting all of my scenarios, or, or at least you, the ones that they thought would be worthwhile. Did so. you send us any a long time ago when we had mentioned making a pack? Yes. I sent you a – it was a goofball project. Ken Knott had reached out to me. He said, hey, we got to get a way to get Mark Pickens <laughs> to put these guys yeah. on his site. So oh, they've got to have a publication. Yeah. So I signed up. I was all over that. And I it was tongue-in-cheek. I sent you guys a half boards with half squads, each of the scenarios. And they were right. different movie moments, and, and they were they were silly. Yeah, I mean. Planet of the Apes was in there. I remember go, I, I remember oh, yeah. all of it. And, and I said at the time, probably if I retire, I can get this published. Well, it's already been a year. <laughs> <laughs> It's expensive to publish. We, I haven't even. I figured I would just talk to like Bounding Fire, or you know, because they were the only ones like that we had a good, real good relationship with. Yeah. That made stuff. Um, but then the idea of of getting something published just to get on the Rich site became less of a thing. And then, um, so yeah, I, I may still jump back in there. I mean, you know, I guess you can always do it digitally too, but. It's so much easier today than, than it was even back then, you know, so many tools. And when I did the, the you know, the Where Eagles Dare uh, mock-up, you know, I, I reached out to Rick Reinish, and he did all that wonderful map work. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We want, we thanked him, yeah. yeah. But when I went to print those, you know, I thought I had these grandiose ideas. I'm going to print one for everybody that wants one. No. no. <laughs> $36 a, a, a sheet, you know. Wow. And, yeah, yeah. So I, I made a few people like yourselves copies that, uh, you know, you guys definitely deserve one. Because, uh, again, you, you've always been very supportive of my blog, and I appreciate it. You know, you guys, you know, it's just been it's been fantastic. So, Well, and it's partly because you've been in contact with us. And so yeah. I, I just we, – we talked about, and I don't know who suggested this, but – that we start talking to people who do the blogs, and this was even like eight or ten years ago. Sure, it's amazing how there's so much to do, and then if we don't plan ahead very much, then we're doing our normal. Well, grab this game, let's do an art box, you know, instead of actually delving into something where we have to pre-plan, like getting you lined up for today. Um, but I, th I think we should go ahead and hit more of these blogs and this. So you're like our first blog awesome. person i think i appreciate you guys talking to me you know it's 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 a thrill for me <laughs> so well we're glad you could take the time and uh, uh your work is amazing and we really again we encourage people if they're not going to your website they really should because it, it is a lot of fun and well done it's it's awesome my, my life even though i'm sitting here unemployed my life is is fantastic because i have this asl component which is my passion and, and, and delivers so much goodness, you know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's been awesome. So. It's amazing. So, well, we'd like to thank you for taking the time out today to Very join much. us. Yeah. Well, I've looked forward to this for a long time. So. Yeah. Us too. Us yeah. too. So we wish you very well. And uh, 
we'll see you in the various ethers as yes, things please. go and look forward to talking to you again in the future. Yeah, now that you're closer in Quincy, you know, we'll have to have to make that work out getting together some way or uh, after all this COVID and well, you never know. I one of the jobs that I've been interviewing with and talking to people closely is in Sycamore, uh, real close to DeKalb. So yeah, that gets okay. you closer. Yeah, you never know. So somebody in Arlington Heights get Kermit a job now. <laughs> you need him to move to Chicago or just to no, not Chicago, Arlington Heights, right in Jeff's neighborhood. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would work out. Oh, great. I I was tickled to talk to you, and I really appreciate the time. All right. Well, thank you very much. Take thank care, you guys. Take Bye-bye. care. Oh, and remember, oh. wait a minute, we got to do a sign-off. Right. We do. Yeah. Oh, low and rally well, but not when, not when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> Can't change things. All right. right? Take care. See Bye-bye. you guys. Bye.